Welcome to this episode of Remembering Birth. I am your host, Freya Light. I am a mother of three, health coach and birth keeper, and I'm passionate about sharing beautiful birth stories. If you're pregnant or trying to conceive and want to get inspired and excited to bring your baby earthside naturally, then this podcast is for you. We have some incredible mothers and birth workers joining us each week to share their positive stories and wisdom with us. I'm so excited you're here. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, I'm so happy you're tuning in. This is a very special introduction episode of Remembering Birth. On today's show, I will tell you why I've started this podcast, what to expect, and I will also share a bit about me and what I do and my three beautiful birth stories. I am your host, Freya Light. I am a single mum living in Phillip Island, Victoria, Australia. I have three children, two boys who are eight and five years old and live with their dad every other week and a new baby girl who is four months old at the time of recording this episode. I have been listening to podcasts for a few years now. I love listening when I'm cleaning or driving or walking And one of the things I really love to do when I start a new podcast is to go back to the start and find out about who the host is and what the podcast is all about if they have an introduction episode. So that's why I thought I'd better make one of these for my podcast. I've always dreamt of starting a podcast, but I didn't know what I wanted to talk about until I was pregnant last year. It was 2020, the world pandemic was on, and I found myself talking to anyone and everyone about natural birth. I was listening to all the podcasts, watching YouTube birth videos, and reading birth books. I was preparing for my baby's birth, and I wanted to know everything. I believe we've come to a point in time where women really want to take back birth. Over the past 50 years, the cesarean rates have skyrocketed. In 1970, there were about 5%, and now we're seeing them up to about 32% in Australia and the US. That's one in three. Lots of women are experiencing birth trauma too, not just because they had a cesarean, but because they haven't been treated properly by their caregivers. Approximately one in three women feel their births were traumatic. When I was pregnant the first time, it seemed more like 80% of women were unhappy with their births. And from all the stories I heard, I was absolutely terrified of birth. I've since realized that it wasn't because my local area had a bad hospital or anything like that. It was just that women who had had positive experiences didn't talk about their births as much as those who had trauma. Many women I speak to were made to feel bad for having good experiences with their friends telling them things like they were lucky or unusual. But I believe we need to start speaking up and speaking loudly sharing positive birth stories and changing the beliefs around birth for the next generation of mothers. Women like you, you might be listening now pregnant for your first time or maybe you're trying to conceive or having a second or third baby and want a different experience. I want you to be inspired by real wonderful birth stories from women whose lives were changed in more ways than one since having their powerful births. My life absolutely transformed each time I gave birth. The first time I became a mother, I was so proud and elated by my birth, and I felt a connection to all women everywhere who had given birth before me. I was in absolute awe and wonder for the female reproductive system. After my second birth, which was an unassisted home birth or free birth, I decided I can do anything. 
and didn't go back to my nine to five job that I hated. I started to eat better and exercise. I lost weight and had incredible energy and a brand new outlook on life. I became a health coach to help other women do the things that I had done. When I was pregnant last year, I started to recreate my health coaching program to make it all about pregnancy, birth, and beyond. So my Healthy Happy Mama program has turned into an ecstatic pregnancy and birth program, where I work one-on-one with women to prepare mentally, physically, and emotionally for birth and motherhood. And I'm hoping to turn it into an online program one day soon. I'm also a birth keeper who supports women who want to free birth. There are so many amazing midwives and doulas in Australia who can support women who want hospital births or home births, but unfortunately they have restrictions and regulations they must adhere to to keep their licences. Some women like me don't want any restrictions. They want to fully trust their bodies and have a totally hands-off, undisturbed birth. But sometimes they want someone with them to support their partner or family or to help bring them drinks, food, set up the birth pool clean up or whatever they want. This is the work that I want to do, being more like a sister who fully trusts and supports a woman to birth in their power without anyone telling them what to do. I think if all women prepared for a free birth, whether they want one or not, they would take full responsibility for their birth instead of just trusting the hospitals and then they would know what to expect in a physiological birth and they would no longer fear it. Fear is the unknown. And being fully prepared for all sorts of situations in birth reduces the fear. Everyone's different and what works for me might not work for you. And I just love hearing all the different positive birth circumstances. Some women have amazing hospital births. Others absolutely love being at home with a midwife. On this podcast, I have all sorts of women and different situations sharing their stories. So hopefully it will inspire you to feel into what sort of birth and support you want. I want you to hear their stories and believe that if she can do it, so can I. And you absolutely can. All you need to do is remember. Our bodies already know how to grow our babies and most of us trust that. We don't have to think too much about it. Our bodies and our baby will grow the heart and the lungs and skin and hair. We just need to take care of ourselves. But our bodies also know how to birth our babies. If we surrender and trust the process without being disturbed too much, then our bodies will birth our babies. Now I'm going to share my three birth stories. I absolutely loved giving birth. But like I said before, I was terrified of birth the first time I fell pregnant and heard all the scary stories. My obstetrician actually offered me an elective cesarean because I'd had surgery a few years before on my spine for scoliosis. And I had a huge scar that he thought might prevent an epidural from working, which I absolutely thought I really needed. I was convinced I'd have a C-section and excited because I would get to choose the birthday and not experience the whole labor and vagina birth pain. But one of my close friends shared her positive birth experiences and told me stories about how her friends had struggled with recovery and bonding when they'd had cesareans. She thought it was much easier after vaginal birth and it was the best experience of her life. She gave me some books and after reading them, I felt the fear start to disappear. I felt like if women in tribes and remote locations can birth without assistance and drugs, that I could too, and I really wanted to try. My labor started a few days after my due date. I had been feeling quite hormonal and grumpy all day. I was tired and just wanted to meet my baby. 
That evening, my husband and I had sex as a natural way to induce the labor. And a few hours later, I woke up needing to go to the toilet. And I actually did a massive poo. (laughs) And I had pain in my gut. And I thought, maybe this is from the curry that we ate. But 10 minutes later, I had another massive cramp. It was like a period pain now. And I realized this was my labor beginning. I had no idea how long it would be though. And my mom had a massive 30-hour labor and then an emergency cesarean. So I thought this could take, you know, a couple of days. I felt like pacing around the house. I repacked my birth bag a few times and my contractions quickly went to about three or two minutes apart in a few hours. I still was in denial and thought that my baby would still be ages away. I rang my mom and told her we're going to go to hospital and I would let her know how far dilated I was when I got there. On the way to hospital, I was in so much pain. The car ride was absolutely awful. I could not get comfortable. I actually felt like I was holding my legs together as well. I still didn't realize how close I was. But when I got to hospital, the midwives could see that I was close. They got me to lay down on the bed to try and, you know, monitor the baby and have a look inside and see what was happening. But I actually said, no, I need to get up. And I I started to lean across the bed in a deep squat position. And I actually was saying, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. I I wanted to go home. (laughs) But the midwives reassured me that my baby would be here very, very soon. I actually thought they were just trying to make me feel better. But then I had this massive urge that I needed to push. So I started pushing and his head was crowning in and out a few times for about 10 minutes. The midwife then said, on this next push, you need to push his head out. And I did. I just bared down. I imagined his head coming out and it came out. I waited in between contractions and then the next contraction, I pushed his body out. My waters broke in between all of that as well. So it really helped with the process and it felt amazing having him pass up between my legs and being like, oh my goodness, he's here. I was in hospital for about 30 minutes and then he was there. My total labor was about six hours. I rang my mom and she was like, how far dilated are you? And I said, he's already here. She could not believe that I'd given birth so quickly. It was amazing. I had no idea how powerful and wonderful birth could be. I left that experience feeling on top of the world. Because my labor was only six hours with my first, everybody thought that I would have a really fast second labor. So when I was pregnant with my second, I was preparing for a home birth. My midwives at the hospital, it was the same hospital. They gave me some ideas. If the baby comes, you know, you'll be fine. Just try this, try that, you know, give us a call. If you need anything, we're here. And so I was kind of like, yep, my labor might be an hour or two, and I don't want to end up on the side of the road on the way to the hospital. The hospital was about half an hour from my house, and the drive to the hospital for my first labor was the most painful experience of that labor, and I really didn't want to go again. My sister was back from overseas, and she was going to be a birth support person coming to the hospital with me and my husband. And I ended up saying, come and stay the night. I think baby's going to come soon. I was a couple of days over my estimated due date and I really wanted to meet my baby. So that night, my husband and I had sex and I went into labor a few hours later. I knew things were happening. I could feel my body changing. I started getting a couple of little mild cramps about 10 minutes apart. So I went and woke my sister up 
And she came downstairs and we lit some candles and played beautiful soft music and just set up the lounge room to hopefully give birth in. I actually had played her and my husband a couple of home birth videos and natural videos and we were like, yep, easy, we can do this. And I said to them, you know, if I say I want to go to hospital, maybe I'm in transition, so it might be really close then, so just remind me and I can do this. I know my body can do this. So we sort of hung out for a bit and I had a shower, which was really nice, and I swayed and danced and leant over the birthing ball and breathed through each wave. I actually use a TENS machine as well for a little bit. I use that for the first labor too, which seemed to help for me at that time. And then a few hours passed and I was thinking, oh my gosh, it's taking longer than I thought it would. I really thought this was going to be fast. But I felt so comfortable in my little space, in my nest that I had created in the lounge room. I really didn't want to go to hospital, but also wanted to hurry up and have this baby because my eldest was upstairs asleep and I didn't want him to wake up. So I was like, come on. I was focusing like, okay, baby, come on. I want to meet you. Let's do this. (laughs) And pretty soon after that, I went from you know, mild contractions to intense and longer, stronger, more effective. That's my new mantra, which I used in this last birth. But at the time, I didn't realize it was happening. I actually got to a point where I was like, holy crap, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And I said to my sister, maybe we should go to hospital. I don't know about this. And she's like, no, you said this at transition. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, good. We must be close now. And that just helped me get back into focus. And I was leaning forward across the birth ball, but it just wasn't comfortable. All of a sudden, I leant right back into a almost laying down squatting position. And I fell into my sister's arms and she held me. And I had the strongest contraction that I'd had the whole time. I really felt myself opening up and it was intense. I actually was moaning so loudly that my sister got a little bit worried and said, should we call the hospital quietly? But of course I could hear and I was like, shh, just in that focus of deep surrender. And then the next one, he was crowning and I felt my body start to push And I really wanted him to come out. So I started to push too and I got his head out on that next contraction. And his head was there and then I had a big pause between contractions and my sister's like, what's happening? Should you be pushing? I was like, no, I'm just waiting for the next contraction. I was so calm and it felt so good. I knew he was going to be here any moment. On the next wave, I pushed his body all out I'm pretty sure he, my waters broke at that same time as well, like as his head was coming out. It felt so incredible. It was actually like the most intense orgasm that I have ever had. It was almost like pleasure and pain at the same time. And the sounds I was making, my sister thought that I was having an orgasm as well. But there he was. My husband passed him up to me. He was a little bit blue, but he started screaming straight away and he started to breathe and I was he knew that he was okay and he was perfect. And yeah, I brought him to my chest. He fed pretty quickly afterwards and we decided to call the ambulance, which is what we were always going to do. And they came in about 10 minutes and my placenta had come out between that time. 
I didn't have to push, it just slid out, which was very different to my first. I had the Pitocin to speed up the placenta release and that was really painful. Those contractions were strong and I had to push and get it out quickly. Um, but this time it just came out naturally and it was super easy. The ambulance wasn't too concerned. They thought everything looked good, but it was their duty of care to take me to hospital, which I really didn't want to do. But at the time, I didn't know that I had a choice, so I went with them. Before that, though, we did wake up my son, who was two and a half, and he came down to meet his little brother, and it was really beautiful. My mom had also come during my labor. She was in the room upstairs waiting quietly, just in case we did decide to go to hospital before that, so she could be with my son. And it was just so nice having them all there and being in my space. And then when we got to hospital, we actually got applauded by the the staff because we'd had a home birth and they were like, wow, that's amazing. Then fast forward five years later, (laughs) my husband and I had separated between then and a year after we separated, I fell in love with a Swedish man who I'd met in Bali on a romantic holiday, actually was just in Bali by myself, having a break. My husband had the boys and I was just having this beautiful trip alone and I met this guy. Then I went back to Australia. We stayed friends and he ended up in Australia as well. And he came down from Queensland and stayed with me and the boys. And yeah, we fell in love. And six weeks later, I was pregnant. (laughs) It was crazy because my cycles had been quite regular until that point. And I thought my period was coming, but it wasn't my period. I was actually ovulating. And so we weren't as safe as we had been, thinking my period was coming. I definitely believe that this baby chose us, or maybe just me as her mum, for a reason. He ended up going back to Sweden during the pandemic to see his family. But when I was six and a half months pregnant, we broke up. I spent the last few months pregnant doing lots of inner work and processing and getting ready to welcome my baby into this world. And I was also preparing for a free birth. I knew that I wanted to have this baby at home. I knew that I didn't want anyone interrupting me. I just wanted an undisturbed birth. But I also didn't want to be totally alone. And because I didn't have a partner, I decided to invite two of my closest friends to come and support me. So in December, my boys stayed with their dad for two weeks over the due date time so that hopefully I could give birth while they weren't here. But she decided to wait, and I missed them so much, so I asked their dad to bring them home. I was so emotional all day. I had wanted her to be here already. She was now almost a week past her guest date, and I really thought she would be here early. I didn't want to get my hopes up, but this low mood and doubt was how I felt the day I went into labor with both the boys. I also had massive pain in my pelvis and went to the Cairo for some adjustments and he said the pain is because she was so low and close. I had a quiet dinner and play with my boys before putting them to bed at 7 o'clock. I was uncomfortable reading to them and needed the bathroom. I had mild twinges like period cramps and a little bloody mucus when I went to the bathroom. This could be it, I thought. I kissed the boys. My five-year-old was already asleep and told my eldest, who was seven at the time, that the baby might be coming tonight. He said I knew she would come when we were home. I tidied up the house, but had a couple more mild cramps. They were four minutes apart. I had asked my mum to come over so I could go to a group meditation at 7.30. But when she arrived, I told her I wasn't going, and the baby was coming. 
I messaged my two best friends who were going to support my birth and told them I'd have a shower and see how it went. I also messaged my filmmaker friend who was coming to film my birth. During the shower, I felt like even though the cramps were mild, they were very consistent and things could escalate quickly, and it was better to have everyone come and send them home if it fizzled out, then wait too long and then they miss it. They all agreed and came over. My mum went out to bed in the caravan on standby if the boys woke up or we needed anything. At 8.30, my filmmaker friend arrived to capture all the action. I was still laughing and in denial that maybe it would fizzle out. Soon after, my friends arrived and we took some pictures, chatted about the amazing date being the summer solstice and Grand Junction with Jupiter and Saturn aligning. Of course, this little magical baby chose this for her birthday. The contractions were hurting my back, so one of my friends rubbed some essential oils I'd repaired into the spot and I leaned across the birth ball. I breathed deeply through them and reminded the girls that I wanted to call them waves instead. At about 10 o'clock, I felt like I wanted to try the bath for relief. I told my friend not to put any oils or anything in, just in case the baby was born in the bath. It felt so good in there. I joked because I wasn't sure what position I would be able to birth her in. I had lots of baths over the pregnancy and visualized her birth, but I never knew how it would work in that little tub. I told the girls that I don't think I'll actually be able to get out to birth her. So if she comes in here, make sure her head stays underwater until her body's out, then gently lift her up to me. The waves were getting bigger, bigger than I remembered with my last two babies. I felt tingling in all my body. My hands and legs felt numb and weird. I stretched between the waves and closed my eyes. She was coming. The next wave was big. I felt some fear and my internal voice said, I can't do this. What was I thinking? Yes, you can do this. You're already doing it. You have done this before and she's nearly here. I realized this was transition and there were only a few waves left. The next wave, I felt so much pressure in my vagina. Wow, is that her head I was thinking? I was laying long ways in the bath and I couldn't see, but I felt a ball come out of my vagina. Then it popped. It was my water bag. Then she moved down into the birth canal and the next contraction, her head was starting to open me up. I think this is when I called out to God. Oh God, oh God. I felt burning, tingling, pressure, my vagina opening and my body pushing her almost without me. Another wave and her head was out between my legs underwater. I panted, holding my vagina above her head and my clitoris, waiting for the next wave. My body spasmed and contorted and I roared like an animal and she slid out into the water into my friend's hands. She slowly passed her up to me, out of the water. She was pink and she cried and spluttered. She looked so alert and alive, but she was actually quite quiet for a little bit. We were laughing, crying, in awe and shock. I rubbed her, I suctioned her face a little bit with my mouth, and she let out a big, big cry. It all happened very quickly. The labor in total was about four hours. And I was saying, we did it, baby, you're here. <laughs> I was so flooded with love and emotions. And we realized she had entered the earth at 11, 11 p.m. on the 21st of December, 2020. It was more perfect than I ever dreamed. My eldest son had heard me screaming. I actually like to call it roaring. And he said he was thinking, come on, mommy, push her out. Then he came to meet her when he heard her cry. 
My youngest slept through the whole thing. I am so grateful that you have listened to this whole episode. It's a lot longer than I thought it would be. But I love telling my birth stories and I hope you enjoyed them. If you have any feedback on this podcast or ideas for future episodes, I would love to hear from you. Please find me on Instagram at rememberingbirth or send me an email, freyalight at rememberingbirth.net. Thank you again, and I can't wait to share more episodes with you very soon. I hope you enjoy this episode of Remembering Birth. Before you go, make sure you subscribe or follow the podcast so that you can receive new episodes when they are released. And if you are enjoying it, I'd really appreciate you leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews are one of the major ways that Apple ranks their podcasts. So even though it only takes a few seconds, it really does make a huge difference. Thank you so much for joining me, Freya Light, in this episode of Remembering Birth. If you want to connect with me, you'll find me on Instagram at Remembering Birth. And if you want to share your story, I'd love to hear from you. Lots of love till next time.